Welcome to top five UK train travel tips. Now, being a bit of a train nerd, this is going to be really good fun to record. You don't have to be a train nerd to enjoy this episode, and you don't have to even use the trains uh, ridiculously often in order to get some benefit out of listening to this episode. Just as a caveat, all the prices uh, and discounts that I will say throughout this episode, they're all correct at the time of recording. Uh, just as an FYI. There's three personal travel tips here and then there's two business travel tips as well. So again, this does apply to your personal life and and your business life as well. Starting with personal then, number one top tip, number one, is to get a rail card. Rail cards are incredibly useful. You can save an awful lot of cash by using a rail card. There's a multitude of rail cards out there. Uh, The key ones to mention would be a network rail card. Uh, That predominantly covers the southeast of England, um, anywhere up to, say, uh, Kings Lynn, all the way down to Exeter, I believe. Kent, Sussex, Surrey, all those sorts of areas. Network rail cards are really good because they provide you with roughly a third off, um, 33, 34% of rail fares that are off peak. It's also useful because you can apply this to four adults as well. So you can have yourself and three other adults, so four adults in total. So let's, for example, say you're you're off to the football or you're off to the theatre or whatever. Uh, You and your mates decide to go to London. You're travelling from, you know, place X. One of you's got a rail card. You get the discount, but then your mates also get the discount as well. Network rail card costs 30, well, the investment into a rail card is £30 for the year. I believe you can get three years for 70 at the time of recording as well. So investment of £30, but if you and your mates save 30 quid in the first go, then you know the rail card has almost paid for itself already. So you can see how and why you might only need to use a train once or twice a year in order to benefit from having a rail card. Another good rail card is the two travel together rail card. So let's just say you like days out with your wife or your husband or co-partner, whomever and you use the railways an awful lot, uh, you can get a two travel together rail card. Again, that's £30 for the year. The advantage that this rail card has got is that it covers most of the UK network. So you're not just restricted to the southeast. So for example, you might be traveling from Hull to Liverpool, for example. By rail, uh, the two travel together rail card will cover that journey. So again, a lot of advantages there. Uh, £15 per person, £30 for the year. And again, that will give you a third off rail fares as well. There are other rail cards that you can get. Um, You can get a network gold rail card or an annual rail card. Uh, That's got a lot of advantages as well. If you happen to be listening to this podcast and you're unemployed, you're claiming universal credit or something along those lines, then you can also get a special rail card as well. That normally gives you 50% off all train fares. Uh, last time I checked in. In order to find out a bit more about rail cards, uh, the best thing to do, uh, possibly go to the National Rail website, uh, nationalrail.co.uk. There's a lot of information on there. There's also uh, various other rail cards, uh, 16 to 25 rail card, a 27 to 30 rail card. Uh, No, I don't know why they are like they are. You should just have a generic one there, in my opinion. It is what it is. Uh, There's a lot of changes uh, coming uh, into the railways in due course as well. Uh, There's looking to create a new uh, 
body for the, for the railways, Great British Railways. So a lot of stuff going on there. I'll just nip through some of the other rail cards that you can get. So we've mentioned the 16 to 25 rail card. Uh, you can get a senior rail card, so if you're age 60 or over. Uh, the two together, two together rail card we've said. A disabled person's rail card. I, I don't know too much about uh, how you have to qualify for that or what side, what disabilities are covered in that. You'd have to look for that yourself. This 26 to 30 rail card we've mentioned. Uh, you can get a family and friends rail card as well. That's probably advantageous if you've got a family. I would say if you're just going out of your mates, um, the, the regular rail card, the network rail card is probably the best. Network rail card we've just mentioned. Uh, the 16 to 17 saver. You can enjoy 50% off standard anytime off peak or advanced tickets with that. Again, that's £30 a year and uh, the veterans rail card as well as then there are nine different rail cards they've all got their own quirks i mentioned you can go to the national rail website uh, but you can also go to railcard.co.uk and if you get the app uh, you just look for the rail card app as well that's tip number one tip number two look for day rangers uh, they can save you a lot of cash as well so for example if you're going to london hypothetically uh, you rather than picking out a particular destination it's probably easier to get a travel card that covers uh, zones one to six on on the uh, underground network uh, it means you can use a bus the tram uh, underground of course and all various modes of transport so it's quite a useful thing to get day ranges will vary from place to place i'm not going to go through a list of them uh, my favorite one or my favorite two that i know of sorry are the cornish day ranger and the devon day ranger so the cornish one's brilliant because um actually you can get a ticket basically that covers cornwall for the day uh, when i got one a while ago it's about 13 pound 50 i think it was which great value for money especially considering that uh, you can start your journey in plymouth which i appreciate for people that are clued on about geography plymouth is in devon but the cornish day ranger does cover it uh, it covers all the way from Plymouth, all the way down to Penzance, including all the branch lines to you know, St Ives, New Quay, Lou and Falmouth. Now for £13.50, that's, in my opinion, cracking value, especially as it's about two and a half hours from Plymouth, two, two and a half hours from Plymouth to Penzance. So again, cracking value for, for money. Uh, you get a few good days out with uh, Cornish Ranger. And again, you might find that that Ranger ticket might be cheaper than booking a, a return ticket between Plymouth and Penzance. Similar with a Devon Ranger, uh, that covers, again, covers anywhere from Plymouth all the way up to Barnstable, uh, all the way up to uh, Tiverton Parkway, I believe. So again, uh, that's about £18.50 last time I checked in. Again, really good value for cash. So you might find that getting a day ranger in those particular areas is much more cost effective than just booking a regular return. It actually gives you a bit more flexibility as well, especially if you like sitting on the trains and looking out the window, especially that bit of line uh, between uh, Tinmouth and Exeter, a cracking, cracking bit of railway line and scenery that is. So number two, look for day ranger tickets. The easiest place to do that is to go onto the various train Websites, or again, you can go onto nationalrail.co.uk, and that will give you a whole list of various tickets and ranges that you can get as well. Now, top tip number three buy early. So, the paradox that we have with uh, British Railways is that nine times out of ten, 
If you are just walking up and doing it on the day, we have one of the most expensive networks in the world. However, if you book in advance because you know where you're going and what you're doing, uh, it actually turns out to be one of the cheapest, even in Europe, one of the cheapest. So don't buy into this media hype that oh, we're always expensive. It's not always the case. So on a personal note, if you know where you're going and you have you don't want the flexibility, so let's just say you want to go away to uh, Newcastle for the weekend and you live in London, you might decide that you can book a ticket from London to Newcastle up that, up that coast there. You type in, let's just say you want to go on Friday and you want to come back on Monday, voila. Chances are, if you're buying early, up to 10 or 12 weeks before your destined um, departure, chances are you'll get some heavily discounted tickets. That's not always the case, but the chances are that that is the case. The only disadvantage you have with that is there's not a lot of flexibility. So if you are booked in on a train at 10 o'clock in the morning, for example, you have to be on that train at 10 o'clock in the morning. If you're not unlucky, unless you have a really good excuse as to why you're not there, you know, they might let you on, they might not. So that's the paradox. If you buy early, you buy in advance, then it could be quite cheap, but you might not necessarily have that flexibility. But if you walk on, walk on and do it on the day, chances are it's incredibly expensive depending on where you're going and what you're doing. And I can understand why people do prefer flying half the time as well. Uh, in this episode, what I'm not going to do is get into the whole types of different tickets that you can get in terms of peak, off peak. I'm not going to get into all of that. It's, it's quagmire. You need an expert to really need a proper rail ticket expert to be able to help you out with that. This is just a very generic overview looking to try to save you some cash if you're using the railways. That's the personal stuff done. On the business aspect of it, a couple of things there, and and I'm attacking this from a, uh, specifically from a property point of view, but again, I can imagine this applies to quite a few businesses anyway. So from a business point of view, your train travel, it can be quite easily expendable. Obviously speak to your accountant beforehand, but if you are traveling, you know, you have to travel first. Well, you don't have to travel. I'm being facetious. Uh, it might be advantageous if you travel first class because, you know, you need to concentrate and get your work done on your laptop or you're writing a book or anything like that. You might decide that you need to travel first class. Uh, and again, speak to your accountant because you'll probably find that that is a legitimate expense uh, anyway. So that's advantage number one. Uh, number two, if you do travel for your business or for business reasons, uh, just remember to record it, lodge it where necessary, uh, keep records of why you've gone. Um, our accountant says the same thing to us all the time. He says, guys, if you're going out to places, as long as you've got a reason to travel, i.e. you might be viewing a property or you might be having an investor meeting, those sorts of things, you, you know, you can record that expense uh, quite easily in the business. And again, that's not always going to necessarily apply to every business, but from a property point of view, it's quite an efficient thing to do. So again, it can be quite advantageous to travel by rail every once in a while. I appreciate that might not be as good as earning 45 pence a mile or 25 pence a mile, but you might be a property investor and you might not be able to drive. So you might have to be reliant on train journeys. So there we are, uh, five top UK train travel tips. Uh, Just to recap, uh, the three personal ones, uh, number one, get a rail card, various types of rail card that you can get. Go to railcard.co.uk or nationalrail.co.uk to find out more. Uh, number two would be to look for day ranges. These can vary from place to place. Uh, my favorite examples would be Cornwall and Devon. Uh, they're relatively inexpensive 
to purchase and they can just be purchased on the day and they're quite cost effective I have found whenever I've used them. Again, you want to be looking at National Rail for up-to-date information about day ranges or use the various company websites out there. So for example, you might want to use Great Western Railways or you know, different railway networks. Number three, buy early. So if you know where you're going, if you know your time that you want to go, you know your destination, uh, that can save a lot of cash. It's always advantageous to go onto the correct rail providers website and no disrespect to things like red spotted hanky or trainline.com that they always end up paying booking fees uh, you always end up having to pay them booking fees that's not always the case with uh, the particular provider itself so for example if you're traveling from london to cardiff rather than using trainline.com if you just go on great western railway i think it's gwr use their website instead uh, you won't you you'll save a little bit on booking fees basically and then on the business aspect so uh, number four or business number one uh, business travel can be quite easily expendable depending on your business feel free to travel first class because again it's important that you need to be on the train to do your work to head into london or wherever it is you're going you need to be make sure you're mentally prepared and mentally fresh for whatever, whatever it is that you're doing and then the second one there um, obviously have a legitimate reason for travel and remember to record all of this where necessary uh, our accountant gives us that advice you must record why you're going and what for and again as a property investor you know if we're attending networking meetings or we have investor meetings and bits and pieces like that you know these are relatively good reasons for being able to record uh, train travel as a business expense hopefully it helps i haven't geeked out too much hopefully you're not been put off by this episode and hopefully you find that there's a lot of useful content in there uh, join us next week where we go through five ways to prepare for a property market crash and on thursday uh, in the travel series we are high up in the andes and uh, the second part of our wonderful uh, blue dollar dollar visual which we love as always thank you for listening to the podcast please do recommend the podcast to other people uh, leave us a nice review on itunes that always helps and uh, tell other people uh, about the show uh, until next time hasta luego